Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com VHP and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com VHP. Welcome back, everybody, to the Vacant House Podcast. My name is Spike Seltzer, and as always, I am joined by Kyle Bargo and Hayden Snook. Oh, man, I'm pumped up for today. Holy. Oh, I anyways. love the enthusiasm wow. at 10 p.m. on a Thursday impressive. night. Well, you know you know why I'm so pumped up? Because right now, let me set the view here. I am in my new apartment, in our new apartment. Sorry, Hayden, in our new apartment called yeah. the Thunderdome. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. I'm currently yeah. laying down on the living room floor because this place is unfurnished. Right. So I have my laptop, my microphone here, and I'm laying down in the middle of the floor. Uh, back's hurting and all, but here I am doing the Vacant House podcast. Okay. Yeah. I'm loving it. Love How to have see you guys it. been? Yeah. Well, you do love to see it. And I this is the third week in a row we've been doing this. This is a pretty good streak for us. This is the, the longest streak that we've had in a while. So I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty proud of us. But, you know, it's it's time for my favorite part of the week. And it, I know it's Bargo's favorite part of the week, and I know it's Hayden's part, favorite part of the week. And it's it's what's what's new with you guys. So, Hayden, what is new with you? Honestly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like you to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really have much good news. I mean, I'm backing out of the lease. Yeah, I already backed out. And That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. We're going to replace them with random Mifflin County ends. We could do that. We could have a segment just called Random Mifflin Countyans. I, I wish I could name like random names. Can I name a random name? Um, let me pursue that, and we'll figure that out next episode. <laughs> let me let me uh, let me go up. To, let me talk to HR about that. Yeah, to I need HR. to go up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't want a lawsuit here at Bacon House Podcast because we have no money. That is, we are in negative money, actually. We are in, we are in negative money, yeah. So if it you're interested in helping to fund the show, go to audibletrial.com slash VHP. We had one person do it, and Audible never gave us the money anyway, so. Wait, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. We, so We should be 15, we should have $15. Yeah, I know, right? That's a big deal. Um, Where's the lawsuit? Well, we're about to slander Audible. Um, if we don't get another audible referral and we don't get that payout every episode, we're just going to talk about how you should not use audible. That'll be our intro for, from now That'll on. Be this episode oh, dude, we'll is not brought we'll by Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I got to move in with a scumbag basically. I agree. Um, he sucks. So that's pretty much what's new with me. Hey, Bargo, what's new with you? Hey, um, yeah, not too much. Uh, this has been the craziest. <laughs> the craziest. We're, we're really good at podcasting, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hey, hey, um, not too much, you know? Um, <laughs> all right, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I said the same thing, basically. I was yeah, just like, and then Spike's oh, about to be like, oh my God, yeah. I love podcasting Thursday night at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on the floor. My back hurts somewhat. <laughs> Oh, I feel like when we lose the structure with these, it makes it so much more real, but it, 
did people really want real? I don't know. Well, I guess. I well, mean, we could like, talk like robots. <laughs> yeah, we could like, just read like the off first couple sheet. episodes. So they now like we're going to talk about our future MLB standing predictions. Oh, and... I like that episode. <laughs> that was actually my favorite episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> guys, guys, we were being realistic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I gotta. You know a what's funny? Out. My predictions are the closest. You actually checked. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. I don't know because... if I'm more impressed that your predictions are close, or I'm more disappointed that you checked your predictions. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little disappointed. Well, I had them written down in a document because I wanted to keep track of them. Oh. Yes, yeah, oh. I went into that blind, so I wanted to give a shout out to Josh Keswick, who was my old roommate, <laughs> who could literally hear me through the wall. And as I was talking about, like, oh yeah, Tampa Bay, they're don't they were pretty bad last year, but they're gonna come out of the woodworks and and do it with Meadows and Glass now. And he's and he sends did. me a text. He sends me a text like they won 102 games last year or something. I'm like, oh, I guess they did do good. They just play, but they also they play the Orioles, they play the Yankees and the Red Sox. So like. There, it's always hard to compete for that uh, division. Is it a division? Is that MLB? Is it called a division? It's the yeah, the division. Yeah, yeah. division. So I mean, they compete with those two, and then they smash the Orioles. Who um, I've never seen more memes about minor league teams. Like all the Little League World Series highlights. Literally every Little League World Series video, like that I watch, it's like, oh yeah, New Jersey beat. Rhode Island, and it's like, oh yeah, well, both teams could beat the Orioles, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But I mean, it, it yeah. got old. Two. Years I mean, ago. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if those, uh, like, little leaguers, could probably strike out Chris Davis. The answer oh, is no. Just throw a bunch of Epis pitches. <laughs> the answer. I feel. Is I feel like. No. I feel like Chris Davis. I, now, come on. You're telling me one of those six foot three. 12 year olds that's throwing 85 there's no off a little league mound can't can't at least put up a fight against chris davis right okay now. so is this at a little league field or is this at a major league field okay to make it fair it's in a little league field but the fence is like 400 like the mound is little league distance okay because that that's real feel like 85 but if you put right. them at normal distance they're throwing yeah. like 40s right. right so i'm like I'm I'm saying, if you put him on a mound against a kid that's throwing the equivalent of a 90 mile per hour fastball in the majors, because he's that far away, I think the little kid has a shot. Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, dude. Maybe they against hit him Brett with Gardner. A crazy sinker. Maybe against <laughs> Brett Gardner, but not Chris Davis. Brett Gardner is actually having a great season. Oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, he's he's been destroying the top of the dugout. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah i mean i love how the umpire threw him out for literally nothing yeah no that's it's fantastic john boy if you guys haven't oh heard my gosh, John Boy yes. media um yes. he's a channel on youtube that just does breakdowns and i'm convinced that he's single-handedly making more people watch baseball yeah. like baseball and it's really showcasing how bad some umpires are yes. because you can literally it's ridiculous how how many angles they have of all these different things and he can he can help you to read lips and you can see like this is what this person's saying and literally every conversation is like someone gets thrown out it's like why'd you throw me out or why'd you throw him out oh i don't know why why are you coming at me oh well, you should leave because i threw you out like it's just like the stupidest like we should just put robots back there what's wrong with that you know i mean anything's better than angel hernandez 
Yeah, he's pretty bad. He is the worst like referee umpire of any sport ever in history. Mm-hmm. Everyone I like gave... Angel. Oh, Angel's the worst. I mean, I think uh, Joe West is pretty fucking terrible. He's he's bad too, but Angel Hernandez weekly has Excuse just. Me, I don't know why I said the f word. It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to bleep it because we're authentic now. Yeah, yeah. we're we're realistic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be I to be fair, to some numbers we, and to be fair, we put exploited or ex explicitive explicit. Can't even freaking yes, talk today. Yes. Uh, we put it. that on all of our episodes anyway, and some of them no one's ever even cussed. So. Mm-hmm. You're you're just making up for for some episodes that you were really clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I like mean, a, it's earlier like a on, I let let it fly. So yeah, that's true. And everyone everyone was talking to us about it. Yeah, yeah. It's really it. upsetting. <laughs> you love. This I thing. mean, I had I you see what the reason I did haven't said it lately though is because I had to do some numbers and calculations and <laughs> n- I realized I had to remove my f words. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I did. Yeah, we have been looking at analytics a lot. Um, and we're, we're consistency. And time will tell. Um, there's a really good quote by Oscar Wilde that says, consistency is the hallmark of the unimaginative. And realistically, that has no relevance here. Um, but consistency will help us to grow and help us to keep each other accountable. That's inspiring, Bargo. Thank you for yeah. that. I'm a quote guy. I needed to throw a quote in there that didn't <laughs> yeah, apply that at all. That was really good. <laughs> it didn't even apply at all. Did you uh, hear that at the conference for UPMC? No, I'm on I'm on Goodreads.com slash oh, quotes go. slash consistency. Can you uh, like my dad commented on yeah, so, Instagram post? Can so you was, please? Yeah, I was gonna let you guys or let Spike do his what's new. So let me let me slowly roll into this. So my what's new for this week before you guys were talking about how un unenjoyable and un. How bad we were at podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about how I have had a very long, somewhat difficult week because I'm technically out of the office uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the end of this week. But I'm where's still, your office located? So my office is in the Strip District in Pittsburgh, and the yeah. conference that I'm at is at the convention center, so it's a five minute walk. Mm-hmm. It's not far at all. But okay, what what building are you in? I'm not giving you the building that I'm in. <laughs> no, I, I just want to know. No, I want to know what, what building it is. Because doesn't your company have a bunch of buildings? We do have a bunch of buildings. Um, and moving into the UPMC facts, facts and stats uh, for today, we have over 750 doctor's offices and outpatient sites, along with our 35 different venues specialty uh, centers, academic buildings, community halls that house all of our great uh, 87,000 strong employees wow. at, at the largest non-governmental employer in Pennsylvania. Wow. Spike. Wow. We, have, Spike. we have 4,900 employed doctors and an array wow. of rehab, retirement, and long-term care options. So huh. excellent. this company actually allowed me to go to this conference called Abstractions uh, which is at the <laughs> convention center. And it has been a fantastic two days. I'm excited for tomorrow because it's the finale. Um, but it's been catered towards software developers. We have every 30 minutes there's a different talk by uh, one of the guys that I heard today was um, he was a manager on – I'd butcher his name if I was going to say it. But he was the product manager 
for one of Adobe's like bigger products. It wasn't Photoshop or Illustrator, but it's still in their like their main suite of products. And he led that whole development team to develop, maintain, um, enhance that product. Then he went to Spotify and worked on their product team. And now he's at his own company. So like, that's the kind of people we're able to listen to talk. And it's been really cool to get like different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the girls that talked, uh, on Wednesday did a talk about like disconnectedness and how we are so tied to our smartphones. So I wanted to give a plug to this app that I found that she had mentioned, and I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask that you guys download this app and track this for next week. So it literally will just run in the background. It's on iOS okay. and Android. The app is called Moment, and I'll give it to you guys after the show too. But it keeps track of how many times you pick up your phone per day, how many times you unlock your phone per day. And gives you the numbers, uh, hours, usage, specific to different apps you use too, which is really interesting because you can you can use it you can use those analytics to figure out okay how much screen time I'm actually using I need to decrease this or just to know it you can do it to to feel happier to sharpen mm -hmm. your focus maybe you're you're a, a father so, or a mother you want to have more family time you want to mm -hmm. stop wasting time because I know me and, and all you, and you both and probably everyone listening, whenever you get home from work, you go right on your phone, watching a YouTube video, you're just wasting time. And then you know it, it's 10 o'clock and we have to podcast and Spike is so excited to podcast. Yes. And, and I was on my phone, you know. Did you know, Vargo, that like Apple already has something designed into the iPhones to do that? So they don't do all of that. I have screen time. In total today, I, it divides it into what kind of categories, entertainment, social networking, and mm -hmm. creativity. It has my most used apps, and then it has pickups, and I have seven per hour. So I pick up my phone seven times, and I get, on average, uh, eight per hour, eight notifications per hour. I didn't know that Apple did pickups. That's news mm -hmm. to me. So... Mm -hmm. Not to burst your bubble. No, no, not not to burst my bubble, but to burst my bubble. Thank you Hayden, yeah. about uh, yeah, that, that thirty minute talk that I that I listened to. There were a lot of great things that came from that, but that app I thought was going to be cool to track in the background, and I'm going to yeah. reevaluate my I, life. I mean, maybe your phone doesn't though. I don't know what what version of iPhone do you have? Uh, I don't know what version I have. I have an iPhone seven. Okay. Do you? So, I'm trying to think of where you can old. find screen time. So I have 12.4 is my iOS. Go into your settings. Screen time. Found it. Yeah. They have pickup. I don't, I don't see pickups on here. Click on the your phone up at the top. Uh huh. Oh, Thing. found it. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm so sorry. No, it, it's okay. I'm I'm glad that not one thing from this app is new <laughs> it is a, is a feature that ios doesn't have so if you have android and <laughs> and you cannot manage your pickups you should try the moment app because it keeps track of all that just as iphone does <sighs> what's new with you spike i'm gonna go I, i'll be <laughs> there are I'm about so sorry Bargo. If, if oh, the last much... five minutes the last five minutes have just been killer yeah <laughs> If you didn't know, if you didn't know, 
Pittsburgh has an assortment. No. Pittsburgh (laughs) has an assortment of bridges. 446. I'm going to find one to jump off of. So continue to show without me. (laughs) I will continue to record and all this will be saved and archived. I will talk to you guys later. Spike, what's new with you? Dead people be like. Ah, what is new with me? Well, I moved in pretty much to the new apartment. I'm like 90% of the way through. I just have to move in my futon. I have to bring some clothes, but that's about it. Um, You're moved in, but you're on the floor. Yes, yes, I am on the floor right now. Nice. It's it's a lot of I don't I don't know. This might be a new lifestyle for me. But um, and then tomorrow through Sunday. So tomorrow is in Friday through Sunday. I'll be at my cousin Colton's bachelor party. So that that'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure a lot of water drinking, bobble reading will be happening there. Um, it'll be a fun time though. It'll be a fun time. I'm excited for it. We're going up to the Poconos, staying in a little house up there. Lots of different festivities and activities. So. Should be a good time. It's my third bachelor party of the summer, so let's do it. Anybody gonna answer that? I mean, I I'm too busy jumping off bridges. I figured Hayden was gonna tell you about how uh, <laughs> iPhone <laughs> iPhone already tracks your your drinking and. Oh man, Margo, <laughs> what just happened is gonna really upset you. Oh boy, is or did? Yeah, or it's gonna be. Is. It's gonna really upset you. Okay. Well, no. Here's here's the way I look at it. That talk led me to say this, and by saying that, I led it led me to figure out that iPhone already does it. So it's it's still a win. That that talk was still fantastic, and I'm still so excited to be a part of the blue. Are you gonna keep the moment app? I am gonna keep the moment app. Good. Yeah, I am. It's a statement. Yeah, we're actually going to be sponsored by the Moment app here soon. They're going to be, yes. but but you're not allowed to talk about them. They're they're cutting ties with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by iPhone Standard Screen Time app. <laughs> you know, you know the worst part about this is I've been looking on the Moment app website <laughs> for the past <laughs> like three or four minutes trying to find something that Apple doesn't do, and I can't find it. <laughs> Like Poor you can Margo. you can restrict apps and like lock them, which is different, but that's still like not along the lines of like what. Well, you, you can also okay set downtime and set app limits, and also you can block content and allow certain content on the screen time app. Jeez. So Apple's- college football starts on Saturday. <laughs> that is so exciting, right? Well, first of all, Bargo, did you see what I told you you were going to be upset about? Uh, no. Okay, you should check your messages. <laughs> oh boy, there's but no anyway, way you hit all those cops. But anyway, I'm gonna oh! football on Saturday coming up here. Um, so this episode we were gonna dedicate to college football, and <laughs> I'm gonna keep rambling on until I hear Bargo's reaction. Dude, that's such bullshit. <laughs> Still get six cups in a row on cup pong. On cup pong, Apple cup pong. I mean, Mo- Moment probably has a cup pong app, right? They probably do. Yeah, Apple doesn't even have a, a cup pong app. It's Game Pigeon that has the app. Game Pigeon, Game Pigeon. Wow! Thanks for the win. Yeah, um, there you go. Okay, hopefully talk you about beat, college hopefully football. You, hopefully, you can beat Spike now after losing to him thirty times in a row. Here, let's start off the college football <laughs> thing with our uh, top four predictions in the playoff. 
Oh, man. I mean, like, I think any one of us would be really dumb if we didn't have Clemson and Alabama in there. Uh, how dare you assume my picks? I mean, I think you're dumb if you don't have those two in. Can I say mine real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Bucknell, Utah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shippensburg and Bowling Green. Aliquippa High School. Hey. Utah is the favorite to win the Pac-12. Yeah. Which means nothing, right? No. <laughs> I mean, who else is in the Pac-12? Is that Washington? That's like yeah. Washington, UCLA, Oregon. USC. I, I, do you remember when we were young in like 2008, whenever the Pac-12 was good? Yeah. That was like Matt Leinert, Mark Sanchez. Well, I mean, it's like it's like the Big 12. Like, there's no defense. It's literally just putting up like 60 points each, and and, and that's it. I mean, last year the Pac-12 was terrible. Well, where was Oklahoma? Because Oklahoma did that same exact thing. But they, Oklahoma was big. Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember the games that they talk about Patrick Mahomes versus Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Like, the score was like 50-something to 50-something. They just yeah. threw like 650 yards each and six touchdowns because there's no defense. So, yeah. do you guys think Alabama or Clemson take a loss this year, and where, why, and where? I would think Alabama. I would think Alabama more so because the SEC is better than the ACC. Well, you saw who Alabama plays first this year, right? They play Duke. Did you they see the Duke. numbers? Duke's gonna beat them. I bet oh that line. God. I bet that line's spicy. The <laughs> the line is plus ten thousand. Oh boy! For for outright win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> I'm honestly I mean, surprised it's not high. You bet a dollar and you win a hundred dollars. Yeah, that that's not bad. <laughs> that's a pretty I'm good line. Bet a dollar. Are you? Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, anything can oh, happen. Why not? Because you'd lose a dollar. Put that dollar in your Roth IRA. By the time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about a Roth IRA: <laughs> when you have as much student loan debt as I have, you don't put any money into a Roth IRA because it's disgusting. You just have one set up, and it just sits there, and you're like. I wish I could put money into you, but I can't because I have to dedicate the majority of my life to. <sighs> so here, here's something before we dive deep into college football, and I can give my predictions past Bucknell. Um, if you think about it in the finance world, and right now I think we're somewhat, I'm not going to use the R word, recession. I don't think we're going to get there. I don't think we're going to get there, but markets have Did been. Did you just say that R word? <laughs> markets have been very down. Uh, but historically, across every year, we average eight to twelve. I think maybe even fourteen uh, percent, if you take like a five-year average or something for the stock market. So, if you just refinanced your loans and your rate is below that, technically, it makes more sense for you to put money into your Roth IRA because it's it, you're taxed on the way out mm-hmm. than it does to actually pay off your student loans. You know why that doesn't make sense. How does that not make sense? Because I have to pay a minimum of $1,000 into my student loans. And by losing $1,000 and also paying my bills afterwards, I don't have much money left. And therefore, I I would have like $500 to live on and I couldn't eat. Okay. So in that scenario, you are not able to put money into your Roth IRA. I thought you were talking about choosing – because like I could, it would I be, could, it would I, be not wise of me to yes. put money into a Roth okay. IRA right that, now. That's fair. That's fair. Because like in my scenario, I I don't have to. My minimum isn't that high, so for me, it makes more sense to put instead of I, I pay the minimum plus a little bit and then put the rest into a Roth. But I also spend way too much in a lot of different areas. So isn't it interesting to think about 
did you ever look at a purchase after you made it and think, why did I even do that? Oh my God. I have the perfect. And, and then you regret it. And then you're like, then you're like, I think it's uh, buyer's remorse, right? They call it. Mm-hmm. So like, I like, I, I feel like I do it all the time where like, I enjoy what I got. And then like a couple of weeks later, I'm like, I would much rather have the money right now. <laughs> See, I had that exact example happen yesterday. So Kidoba does $6 chicken and beef bowls, like the the, the smallest meat uh, mm. or the cheapest meat. They do that every Wednesday during the summer. So I went there mm. and instead of getting just a bowl, I got a drink. And I don't know why I spent the extra 99 cents on a drink and I immediately regretted that because I'd rather just have that 99 cents and drink water. Mm. Or milk. Interesting. But for bigger purchases, I guess it makes very frugal. Hey, you know, I'm I'm in a, a good frugal, way. I'm though. a frugal person. So in a good way though. <laughs> I'm obviously not a frugal person. Uh I still stick to the mentality to where you don't have to live. So like Dave Ramsey, what's what's Dave Ramsey's big quote? Live Live now like no one else, so that mm-hmm. later you can live and give like no one else. Mm-hmm. So I love that quote. But my argument to that quote is nothing's guaranteed. So if you're living right now like no one else, I'm not saying go out and spend tons of money at the bars and act like you don't have credit card debt and student loans. But if you're living now like a college student just eating ramen because you want to get all this stuff down, and that, that's if, you, if you're choosing to do that to pay stuff down as opposed to well, needing to do that. But I think it, it, I think it kind of depends on what your life philosophy is too. So like – the reason I want to pay extra onto my loans and stuff is mainly because I know it's a lot of money that I'm I'm going to getting rid of right now, but in the future my family won't suffer because I don't. You know what I mean? Like I sure. if I pay it off now, I won't have that payment in the future, and I'll have more money to do things with my kids and my my wife rather than sure. Sure. And I to to and I value myself. Uh, I value that more than going out and having fun right now. Because I know I can have probably just as much fun with my my son or my daughter someday. See, that's where I guess it like you said, it depends on your life philosophy. Because mm-hmm. I could I could say the exact same thing, but I feel like you're never twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven again. Mm-hmm. And now is the time where you have the most free time. You can go and I'm not saying go to the bar every night, but you can go out and do different things because you have the time and you have you, in a theory, you have the resources and you're not having to pay for four or five people, depending on how big you want your family to be. Um, but this book that I read that I've talked about before, um, it's t- it talks about how instead of like feeling bad about making that that dollar drink purchase or buying a latte every morning, you prioritize what you want in life and what you care about. So if you're really into clothes or you're really into games or you're really into sports betting or you just find what you really like continue to do it as long as that's that doesn't like overdraft like your necessities and then cut back on things you don't care about like, mm-hmm. that's I still wear, like i still wear juniata stuff to the gym i don't have any mm-hmm. other gym clothes because i don't need gym clothes i'm not trying to impress anyone at the gym right. so i i don't spend money on clothes hardly ever so that money was sinking into games whenever i was like bigger into that i guess Mm-hmm. But I like that philosophy so, a lot because it doesn't shame you. Like I feel like some of the Dave Ramsey stuff is like shaming 
Like, don't go out and spend $100 at the bar. Like, if you want that experience, go do it as long as you're right. able to make your payments and, and pay your rent, you know? Yeah. So, just answering that real quick. So, mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey's philosophy is based on your net worth. So, right now, my I'm in a negative net worth because mm-hmm. – We all are. I, and a steep, a steep negative net worth because mm-hmm. I – you know what I mean? I have this student loan debt. Well mm-hmm. – that's I guess that's where his philosophy comes from. If you're he believes if you're a negative you have negative money, then you shouldn't be doing things that that like fun things. And I and I get it at the same time, but also at the same time, it's hard to like live your life as boring as right that. Um, also, I'm curious, Bargo Spike. I'm sorry for not including you very much. Oh, right I'm now. I'm finding this super enlightening. <laughs> so like, I'm you're curious. I'm sure, I'm sure Spike is as well. <laughs> Uh, but how does like you are the person within the podcast right now that is engaged and soon mm-hmm. to be married? How like what are your biggest fears about your life changing with that type of thing? Like uh, like uh, going out and having fun and doing things. Like you know what I mean? Sure. Because like obviously once you're married, like things change for sure. You know you got like uh, my money becomes our money, and like it's. It's different. Right. So I feel that's a great question. I feel like I've thought about this a lot because as I work to, so I still haven't even, I've lived out here for a year and I've tracked all my expenses and stuff through mint in terms of finances for like six, seven months and things are constantly changing. Um, I'm now paying for parking, uh, rent changes, like all these, all these little things adjust. So you never truly know, like your budget isn't like a static thing. Your budget's going to continue to change. So I'm still trying to like find my footing and and where everything's at and, and where I can cut and where I like enjoy spending and and trying to figure out, figure out my habits. Um, I think when we actually get married, you're right. It is, it is a, our money is our money kind of deal. Not like a mine, mine and yours. It's an R. Um, I think we've pretty much talked about how we're keeping our loans as like a separate things. Now, I think whenever you come together, they'll end up like once you're, uh, I can't think of the word, like not dependence, but, um, whenever you're married, that becomes one, but we're still going to treat those separately, um, as just like mm-hmm. a budget and then everything else, I guess we'll figure it out then. But I'm, I'm not too worried about all that, um, in terms of, in terms of money, yeah. In terms of going out and like having fun, I think it's gonna be better once she's out here. Um, right, and that that's not even like a we're married or not thing. That's you'll more be able a, to do it together. It's more right. of a, like go out and have fun together, and then if like she wants to just kick back, you understand. Then you'll yeah, like, just exactly. I think the big the biggest thing from a lifestyle change that we're gonna have to adapt to is we're used to having our own spaces at certain times. Now, obviously, when she's up. And I'm over there, like we kind of we share a room, but right. whenever uh, we're we're separate, we have our own spaces, and not really having once she moves in, not really having a place to go, like kind of your room is like your sanctuary. Like if you you could you have a hard day at work, you want to record a podcast, you want to do this or that. Like this is my space, this is my room, mm-hmm. um, and you don't really have that once you come together. So. That's something I guess it's going to be a hurdle we get across. Um, are you considering getting your own place? We are. Um, 
we are that that's that's in talks but i don't i'm trying to get that out of her head because Mm -hmm. by the time she'd move up here if it's october november it's going to be prior to 2020 um but Mm -hmm. we'd still have six months here and none of the good apartments houses come into play until march april may anyway so if that's in her head she's going to look at stuff like that because she's (laughs) she thinks she's a forward thinker um, and then we're going to look at stuff whenever it's not even available or we're not going to be around for it anyway. So we're, we're, we're considering it. Um, now it's going to suck in its own way. What I don't want to do is like, if you're living alone, um, you obviously pay a lot more and you don't really have the nicer shared stuff. Like I really like our house here because it has a really nice kitchen, a really nice living room that we can all use together. And then we can all use with whatever friends that we have up or, or what for like potlucks parties. Um, I feel like when you get to a, your own place, unless you're paying out the ass, you're losing out on those types of things. It's like a give and take It's never going to be perfect until we find a house and, and buy something. And realistically, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Cause we're still not sure where we're going to end up. So it's, it's definitely, there's a lot to think about mm-hmm. for sure. Um, oh. just a, just a takeaway real quick. I've been talking to a lot of different people lately and a lot of them say the same thing. Um, like older people, like our senior architects at, at UPMC and stuff, but a lot of the advice that they give and I'm completely in line with it is the last thing you want to do is try to plan out your life because you think like you go into school. So you go from like senior year of high school. I feel like everyone's in that spot where they might know what they want to do, but they don't truly know what that means yet. So if you want to be an engineer, you take physics, you don't take physics till junior, senior year. And then you're like, wow, I don't want to do this at all. This is not what I thought it was going to be versus like development, IT. There's so many different areas you can go into. And then in college, because you were so forced to jump into something in college, I think you quickly try to figure out what the hell path I'm going to take. And with IT and with a lot of different careers, um, there's a guy that that's one of our architects that he got his start at UPMC. He came in as a nurse. He was he was a nurse. He wanted to do nursing. Always had like a, a knack for, for tech and did tech stuff on the side. But he was a nurse for 15 years. And then uh, he would always sit in on like the stakeholder meetings. And one of the people on the one of the clinical application teams had asked him like, hey, you're you really like the tech side of things. Do you want to be a new technical manager? He got into that role and now he's in the architect's role plus or minus a few different things. So where I'm trying to go there is if he would have just said, okay, well, I want to be a nurse and I want to be a nurse for the rest of my life. You're shutting down on a lot of different opportunities. So the last thing that I've been trying to tell Brittany is we're going to move out. She's going to move out to Pittsburgh and we're going to be out here and we're going to get a feel for if that's something she, we want to do long-term um, more. So if that's something she wants to do long-term and how long-term like what are, what's our definition of long-term? Um, but really just knowing where we want to go with it without like, per, like trying to predict like, Hey, in 10 years, we're going to move back to York and we're going to do that because so many things can change, whether it be a job, someone in some, one of our families gets sick. I mean, just, there's so many things that are uncontrollable in life that the more you plan like past like a year, two years, I think you're just doing yourself a disservice because you're closing the doors on things. If that makes sense. Sorry. No, no, it does. 
Yeah. That. Wow, we really got off track. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we we took a, we took a long road to, to I don't know where. <laughs> All and the road leads back to college football, baby. All Spike, All give us your top four, baby. We Actually, haven't heard your voice in fifteen minutes since we haven't heard Spike's voice. I want Spike's top one hundred teams. All right, ready? Uh, top two hundred and sixty-three. All right, <laughs> Bemidji State. Okay. Um, Anchorage of Alaska. Okay. Are these all shirts you own? Florida Gulf Coast. William and Mary. I don't think these are D1 teams. South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Dickinson. Dickinson. <laughs> Juniata College. Penn State Altoona. Hey, how's how's Juniata College looking? Uh, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to one practice. Okay. They. Snook, do you happen to remember how many we came in with our, with our freshman year? Too many. 55. Yeah. They came in with 76 total, oh. which is very low. That's um, crazy. Spike, get back to your yeah. top four because we're going <laughs> to do this again. My top four? Yeah. Get, give us your top four. All right. Um, in no order, just because. Because, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs anyway, so there's no reason to really give an order. Um, but obviously, Clemson and Alabama, I don't really think I need to give too much of a reason why. I just think studs. Trevor Lawrence is, like, the best quarterback we've seen in college. I know he's only going to be a sophomore, but he's the best football uh, college football quarterback we've seen probably in the last decade. Um, and I think we're going to see that in, at least in the next two years before he goes pro. Alabama the same way. I mean, it's Nick Saban. It's 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 Tua. Um, like, there's just no way they don't make it in, especially with Clemson being in the ACC. Um, I think Alabama has a better chance of losing than Clemson because the SEC is just way better than the ACC is. As far as three and four, so here's the way I'm looking at it. I did have Clemson, Alabama, and then like an LSU, Texas. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Someone from the Big Ten has to make it. So then I got to thinking, who's going to make it from the Big Ten? I don't think it's going to be Penn State. They have a new quarterback. I'm not trying to be that fan, but I'm also trying not to be the Homer fan either. Um, and then I think about Ohio State. I just think it's extremely unfair to give Ohio State the number five spot when Justin Fields has like never played, really. I just think that's complete bullshit, and it wouldn't happen if there were anywhere other than Ohio State. And it's a new coach. That's just like, come on. Are you kidding me? So I'll give it to Michigan. So I'll give Michigan number three. And then I'm trying to pick number four between like Georgia and an LSU. Um, I, oh boy, I guess I'll go LSU. So I guess I'll go Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, and LSU. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll give you my unbiased opinion and then i'll give you my biased opinion so unbiased i think it's going to be obviously clemson alabama i think texas is going to sneak in that's why yeah i i honestly think texas is going to sneak in i think and i think michigan ohio state and penn state are going to have one of those weird situations again yeah they and just I, always give the SEC two teams. Yeah. And, and then they I, always give the Big Ten one. That's why I was like, man, do I really think they're going to give Texas it? Yeah. I just 
I just see the Big Ten being another because it wouldn't surprise me if Michigan came into Beaver Stadium this year and somehow lost. And it wouldn't surprise me if I don't know where Ohio State goes. Where's Ohio State go this year? To Michigan? To Michigan? Um, let me look at their schedule here. Keep talking though. I think if they like, it wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State ended up beating Michigan or, or Michigan ended up beating Ohio State because it's a new quarterback, new they're, coach type thing. They're at Michigan. You know what? You know what? I'm changing it back to Ohio State. Damn it. Yeah, just switch Ohio State, Michigan. Because, I mean, listen to this. They have home against Michigan State, home against Wisconsin, home against Penn State. The only tough road game they have is at Michigan. It's the very last game. But don't you think yeah. that game, more than anything, well, I guess the, the game that really determines it more yeah, often than not it is, is the Big Ten game, right? The championship yeah, let me game. See, let me see Michigan's schedule here. So, Michigan has... At Wisconsin, at Penn State, home against Notre Dame and Michigan State and Ohio State. So I'll stick with I'll stick with Michigan, but I think it's just I mean, do you agree, Hayden? That I think it's complete just BS if they give them the number five spot when it's a new quarterback, a new coach. Like I, they don't do that with any other team other than Ohio State. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Big Ten has been so unpredictable. Yeah. Like whenever Penn State uh, beat Ohio State, how many years ago three was years that ago. now? Three? Three years ago. And they ended up winning the Big Ten. Like no one would have ever predicted no. that to happen. No. And it was just like – and then the next year people were like, oh, Penn State's going to win because they had McSorley returning and, and Barkley returning. And then they ended up they losing like three games. <laughs> you know, It's just so unpredictable because all the teams are so like – well-balanced, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, and it, it doesn't surprise you if you go to Iowa and lose to Iowa because Iowa is always like a, that consistent team. You go Wisconsin. into that place and play. Wisconsin's a super consistent team. It, it The Big Ten is just super unpredictable. It, yep. it wouldn't surprise me if – it wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State went. wouldn't surprise me if Michigan finally breaks out of their slump and beats Ohio State and – somehow loses to Penn State and then it ends up a three-way tie, but Michigan gets the, you know, because they because Ohio State beat Penn State and Michigan beat Ohio State type of thing. Um, it So I would say probably Texas and then another SEC team, so Georgia or LSU. So Clemson, Alabama, Texas, Georgia slash LSU. I'm not sure on that one. My biased opinion, though, as a Penn State fan – it wouldn't surprise me if we had a dream season somehow. It, our defense is stacked, man. Yeah. We have I mean close to, if if not the best defense in the conference, at least tied for the best defense in the conference. I'm more worried about Sean Clifford. Yeah. But here's the thing, here's my opinion on that though. Sean if if Tommy Stevens knew that bad like knew in spring camp that he wasn't going to be the starter because he like he was seeing the performance Clifford was putting on and how the coaches were feeling about him. Clifford must be good, you know. He's got to he's got to be somewhat of a stud. Yeah, you don't just do that if you're going to be in a quarterback battle. Yeah, See, but that's Where'd the thing. He go? That I've been hearing he went to Mississippi State. He just got the starting job today. Hmm. I've been hearing mixed reports on that. I've been hearing mixed reports, and I, I I am more leaning towards your you guys's end of the story, but I've been hearing reports here in state college that it, Tommy wasn't even really happy last year because of the way that Ricky Ronnie kind of runs the offense. He didn't like the way that 
Trace was being used. And then when he was in, he didn't like the way he was being used. And right. he loved working with Joe Moorhead. And so there's mixed reports that like Sean was doing well, but Stevens was doing just, just as well, but saw this as an opportunity to kind of leave and, and, and not really get blamed for leaving and, and kind of all that. And it all worked out perfectly. I mean, now he gets to start right away. If he would have transferred last year, he probably would have had to sit out. I'm not sure how the football rules work, but that's how it is in basketball. Um, now he's starting. Now he's has a starting job at Mississippi State SEC with Joe Moorhead. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm leaning more towards that story that that's, that Clifford was obviously beating him out. But I mean, take it this way: Clifford hasn't even gotten the starting job yet. I mean, it's yeah. it's still up. In I the mean, air. Will that Will Freeze is is that his name? Will what is his yeah. name? Will yeah, Freeze. Like Will Freeze. Will Fry. Right. Something like that. He's, I mean, he's like what six four, six five, and yeah, yeah. he he's a monster. And yeah. if you look at his pictures, he's got muscles on muscles, man. It's crazy. But it, I don't know. But we, the person we saw the most play time last year in certain situations was Sean Clifford. Like he would come in if we were beating Illinois by fifty, you know, yeah. and he'd throw that. Like he has thrown so many dimes, and I'm not saying like. Hey, it's because those teams were down, and but I'm just saying, like he, he clearly has an arm. Yeah, he does. It's 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 undeniable that we've seen him throw the ball sixty plus yards, and it's possible if, especially because he's got a really good receiving core, and he's got he's got uh, KJ Hamler coming in coming back. He'll be the starting slot receiver for sure. Um, and then you got Justin Shorter. Hopefully he has a better season than last year. And I'm I'm guessing he will because I mean it's too talented it, not it, to. it takes it takes a year, I think. Like being a freshman, a true freshman at that, coming in and being and you're the five star recruit and you're not you're, everybody's a KJ Hamler. Yeah, that that is so much pressure on you to like yeah. succeed. And I, I think it, it might take a year. And it, it also shows another situation, Jawan Johnson leaving. See ya. It, like he saw that he he probably saw the talent and the potential in those people that he knew he was going to probably lose his playing time. Um, and then who's the other one? Who's John Dotson? Yeah, he he's going to be playing this year, and it's he's got a they've Clifford's got a good receiving core to throw to, and if he can work it out, backs. and if our offensive line is good, he our running backs, and if our our offensive line is the most veteran offensive line we've had in years. Yeah, the only place we might be a little iffy on is like left tackle, I think, and it's and the freshman apparently that might be starting is a stud. That seems to always be our weak point is like one of the right one of the tackles. Yeah, so hopefully that that'll work itself out. It, but like I said, the Big Ten's so unpredictable. It wouldn't surprise me if Penn State has a great season and Michigan has a great season, Ohio State has a great season, and it ends up being like that three-way thing again. And yep, yep, it's going to be some odd stipulation that sends Ohio State into the playoff or something like that. But I, I will say this. If, if all three of them have one loss, they're not going to the playoff. Fair enough, fair enough. Margo, what about you, man? I really don't know. Um, I think it's going to be – Similar to where the rankings are, I mean, I, I don't think anyone could really argue Alabama and Clemson aren't making the college football final. Um, I think one Would, big real quick, real quick, real quick. Would you guys agree with me that because the SEC is always so strong, and, and because of Trevor Lawrence, that Clemson definitely has Clemson has the better chance of going undefeated than Alabama does? Mm. 
So I don't know the schedules enough. Let me look real I quick. I mean, I mean, Alabama is going to have to play Texas A and M, Mississippi State, Auburn, LSU. I mean, the the toughest team that Clemson's going to have to play is like. Oh yeah. So looking at Clemson's schedule, the only two teams they play that are ranked right now are Texas A and M, who's twelve, and Syracuse, who's twenty two. Yeah, that's, so, that's what yeah, I mean. There, there's no doubt. I haven't even looked at okay. uh, just making sure Bama's schedule, but there's yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, and they also play. I mean, they play Pitt. They play Louisville basketball schools, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think them starting out at number one is huge for them because rarely will they bump a team down if they're undefeated. And that's what I mean is you have Trevor Lawrence who already won a national championship going mm-hmm. in as a sophomore now, like right. And and that coaching staff is fantastic too. Yeah, I mean Davis Sweeney's the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean it's definitely definitely those two, and then a, a Big Ten school, and I I would lean toward Michigan. Um, if you look at yeah. their schedule, uh, I haven't really looked at Ohio State's schedule, but if you look at Michigan's schedule, they all the big teams they play this year are fairly spaced out. They yep. play Ohio State. Uh, one two two four six eight ten twelve. Yeah, they play. Wisconsin week three, Iowa week five, Penn State week seven. Then they play Notre Dame, Michigan State week ten. Like everything, they don't have two back to back big time. They have Penn State, Notre Dame. That's that's the extent of it, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I'm sure by the time that Penn State plays Notre Dame, I think we're all on a consensus that Penn State should be higher than fifteen in terms of should be closer to one than fifteen. Um. I mean, I I would think they're they're top twelve, at the very least. I mean, I I just look at the the list of teams that are above, like just based on that ranking. And there's some that like really surprise me, like uh, like I don't know. I just I guess I just don't pay enough attention. But I don't know Utah, Texas A and M, like teams like that. Are they? I don't know. The big the big player that I remember at at Washington was Vita Vea, and he's gone. Yeah, the, <laughs> the problem is. The problem is with some of these teams that are in the so take the in the middle of the in the middle of the pack so in the middle of the one through twenty five rankings, you have to look at their schedule where they're starting out. So if it's an Alabama or a Clemson and they lose early, they have more than enough time to make that up. One of these like 15, 16, 17, 18 teams, if they lose at any point, their season for the most part is almost done unless they have like another team a good team or two down the road that they can beat and kind of make up their resume so that's the kind of the one flaw that this system has is that it's not really a flaw because it's always been this way you you have 12 games or you have 10 games whatever it is and you, you gotta win but that's the problem with the ranking and and, and the pickums is that alabama is always going to be in the top one or two and they can lose almost at any point during the season and make it up but yeah. a team like texas a&m or something like that starting out at 11 Unless they lose early and then win out, they're done. Yeah, I mean, even just looking at, like you said, I think the rankings flaw, but no one has a better solution because there isn't yeah. one. Like, I think based on, like, if Clemson lost week one, if Clemson lost week one to Georgia Tech, yeah, they're not dropping. They're still going to be two or three. They're, they're going to be, they're, they're, they're going to come right back. Well, that, that's the thing though, is like if they lose week one to someone who is not expected to win five games this year, they're not yeah. going to go unranked. Well, the, what, the two, rankings two years ago, uh, Clemson lost to Pitt and mm-hmm. Pitt was like terrible. They won like three games, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Clemson, I, I would be willing to bet Clemson didn't bump down that much. Like where I'm, what I'm yeah. saying is 
the scouts and the Associated Press or whatever, like they're looking more at the coaching, the athletes, not really even strength of schedule. Like I'm sh- when when you get to like the the playoff bracket talks, like that's that's obviously there's more implications there because then you're looking at okay, Clemson lost to this unranked team, but they dominated everyone else. You know what I mean? But yeah. in terms of the actual ranking, I don't think. Clemson loses week one and every other team in the top 25 wins. Clemson isn't bumping out of the top five. It doesn't matter because no. it's just everyone knows that they're going to be around for that discussion. They're not. And with Dabo Sweeney and that coaching staff, they're not going to be like they're not going to disappear, I guess, is where I'm getting at. But I mean, they're not going to disappear for at least the next two years. Like they're just not with Trevor Lawrence. And if you're yeah. a, and if you're a recruit, why would you not want to go to Clemson with that team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I will say this. I was looking at Alabama's schedule, and the next to last week I saw WCU, and I was like, there's no way Alabama plays Westchester. Oh, my God. <laughs> Westchester. Oh, oh do, they, do they have a random game in their schedule, like against Citadel or something like that? It's WCU, Western Carolina Catamounts. Do they don't play Citadel this year? They don't play Citadel. Boy, oh, boy, wow, is that a game. they always play Citadel. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something crazy. else. That's crazy. They should play the uh, the team that was in the longest yard. Oh, what was that team called again? I don't know. They were the the GL guys, right? Yeah, I like the uh, I like the cheerleaders. The guy cheerleaders, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was the first. Didn't sign. Citadel like give Alabama a game until like the second quarter last year? Yeah, yeah, they were up at like halftime. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too a hurt. Yeah, thought so. Yeah. But I mean, they still Jalen Hurts. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, how do you think he's going to do this year? That's going to be super interesting. I honestly couldn't give you an answer. I, I mean, I would assume pretty well. I mean, he's a what a fifth year senior. Yeah. Um, you know, lots Oklahoma of- is a winner. Like Oklahoma knows how to win. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they make the playoff. I just at some point, Oklahoma and their quarterbacks have to hit a halt. I mean, this is like the third or fourth straight, like great quarterback that they've had. Mm-hmm. And the only Could reason why these quarter- and the only reason why these quarterbacks go there is because they're in the big 12 and big 12 defenses suck. And you can I mean, put up 600 yards a game. Would you guys be hyped if it was like the college football final and it was Tua versus Jalen hurts. Good Lord. And, and Jalen hurts gets his revenge. Yeah. And he wins the national championship that you couldn't tell a better story than that. You I just like watching good sports where everyone is so sold and so bought in. Like college sports are the only authentic. Yeah. You don't get that yep. in the NFL or the. Oh, I agree. You specifically don't get that in the NBA. NBA. You have a- uh, Antonio Brown bitching about a helmet mm-hmm. in the Antonio NFL. Br- Never mind. I'm not saying it. No, you gotta say it now. No, I will. I will censor. Antonio Brown is a freaking loser. There you go. I censored it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Steelers got away from a good, a bad situation for Just sure. Good lord, hmm. where are you I guys mean, taking a- him? Are you would you touch Antonio Brown at all in fantasy this year? Yeah, I mean he's like a he's like a fifth round pick. Yeah, fourth round pick. See, I, he's that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to see he's, he's past his prime. He has Derek Carr as a quarterback, which Derek Carr isn't bad, but. He already was down in receptions and, and all that last year with Big Ben. Like, I just – listen, I think he'll have a good year. But, 
I don't think he's going to have that great of a year. The Raiders offensive line sucks. If Derek Carr doesn't have time to throw the ball and Antonio Brown has proven that he needs time, he needs some time to get open. They're not going to be able to run slants like they did in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's going to be a down year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I have my first fantasy football draft on Tuesday. Then I have one on Thursday and I think one on Sunday as well. So I'm trying yeah, to get like a good mock, a good idea when the mocks come around. The problem is I have two already planned out, and both nights I can't do it. Oh, really? So you, yeah, you so auto-picked? What's that? You getting auto-picked? I might just have my brother pick for me. There you go. Yeah, you should definitely at least do that at the very like, least. I, I work, and it, it's like, it sucks. Like I want to do it, but at the same time, like I have a feeling these hotel people are going to be losers and not let me draft during work. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it depends on what day it is and if it's busy checking people in and out. But, dude, if I was a boss, I'd, I'd freaking let my employees do it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what it's one I mean? of those things too. It's like it, there's no sense. It's like watching college basketball in high school. Like our high school embraced that, but there are some people that are like, like even even at UPMC, at one point there was a a separate route for traffic for just just to turn on for March Madness to where that went really slow because so many people would be watching that in the hospitals and then a lot of the not to say the systems wouldn't work but they'd be underperforming because everyone is just streaming video um, yeah exactly but I mean it's one of those things where it's like it's not if it's not that situation it's not hurting anyone if anything that uh, that's something that that someone comes to check in it's not like you're like oh give me a minute I have to pick you know what I mean? You're still giving them the full experience. If anything, it's giving you guys something to talk about. Like, oh, I don't know who to pick, you know? Exactly. No, but, I, I completely agree. Yeah. In terms of fantasy football, um, and I'm sure we'll we'll cover this next week or the week after once some of us have drafts, but I'm having a difficult time this year. I think this is going to be the most interesting slash difficult fantasy football draft for me in a really long time, if not the hardest because there's so many question marks like last year and the year before and the year before that you always have your top guy like AP or oh I don't know people that are consistent and then that are that are really up there and the last few years that's been Todd Gurley that's yep. been Antonio Brown yep. that's been Le'Veon Bell and and all these people are big 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 question marks so I mean, the only person I can really think of right now, like obviously quarterback Mahomes, but I guess mm -hmm. like running back wise, because Zeke still hasn't signed or whatever, he's right. hasn't done anything. And Todd Gurley's hurt. I guess Saquon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think Saquon on most draft boards is like the definitive number one. Yeah. But do you have Saquon? Which okay, so just real quick running through like top five or six picks and like how crazy this year is. Saquon, great running back, one year through. Like, is he gonna? follow up on his rookie year i think so i don't think anyone's denying that but it's the fact that he's coming off of a rookie year he doesn't have like all that experience so there's your little mm -hmm. bit of doubt there but that's one of your most confident picks you have david johnson who is a lot of people drafted him in the past and he's gotten hurt and really effed up yeah. your team you have Le'Veon bell who didn't play last year you have antonio brown who's dealing with all this different shit and is now on a new team the knucklehead Mm -hmm. You have Todd Gurley, who people don't even know if they're going to use him unless it's like like utilize him as they would before because of his knee and trying yep. to like all Todd Gurley wants to do is win a Super Bowl. He's not he's going to play through whatever, 
but the Rams and Sean McVay aren't going to be dumb about it. They have other talent at running back and, and they can go without him. So is that worth your, your first round fantasy pick? Um, like you said, Zeke hasn't signed yet. Melvin Gordon is going through like yep. a signing process. There's not like a good, there's not Dal- Dalvin cook is injury prone. Like in terms of fantasy people, your best bets are like first round receivers. And so that's saying like, okay, Hopkins is like a great pick, but okay. If, if Deshaun Watson goes down, Hopkins is like worthless, you know, yep, I agree. Like, I agree. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I agree. So this will be a really interesting draft this yeah, whole year. Does, uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And like we said, we'll, we'll, we'll be covering way mm-hmm. more into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you going to, are you guys going to sleep on Daniel Jones week four? All right. I wanted to say something. I'm glad you said this. Did you guys see the shit about Baker Mayfield with Daniel Jones? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see it's not a thing? What? Yeah. He, he, it was a complete lie. Like he didn't say it at all. It was the media exaggerating and misquoting and misrepresenting what he said. So I saw that post. I actually unfollowed Barstool and not to say like, I'm giving Barstool the finger because they don't care about me. I'm one out of seven million people. Yeah, they're douchebags. They, they, they don't care. I I generally like the Barstool kind of stuff. I, I like their mentality toward a lot of things, but it's like that kind of thing and like not they're they're literally turning into every other media company where it's just all about the clicks and and before when when Barstool started up, it was funny quality content. Now they just mm-hmm. force stuff. But oh, you know what really irritates me about Barstool? That uh, that show with the two chicks. Oh my, oh my god. god! Anytime I love that. anytime I hear them. Oh my, yeah. they're why? They're so know. stupid. They they act like a bunch of bimbos whenever they're talking. Like <laughs> that, that's it. the best way to put it. They're like they're like Miley Cyrus cheated on Liam. <laughs> what does that have to do with Barstool? Like at all? Like, yeah. I get that that's their job, but just shut well, up. And, and that's the meme too with all Barstool stuff is it's Barstool Sports and there'll be just a video of a girl falling and the top the top comments are consistently thanks for the quality sports content guys like yeah it's just not relevant but anyway for anyone that, that hadn't heard of the situation um, Daniel Jones got drafted by the Giants a lot of people would consider it a reach um, and no one expected that to be the case so like. Bakers, if if you go into Barstool Sports profile, um, the the blurb that they had about that, whenever you see like the three dots in the middle of like a quote, that that's the big red flag for me to yep. go and look at the actual interview because that means that there's a big chunk between that and what Baker was quoted on, like you could tell prior to those three dots or prior to like the the stoppage of that statement and then the follow up were not the same thing, but Barstool connected it like they were the same thing and made it seem like Baker was talking trash on Daniel Jones. And Baker commented on that and said, Hey, it Barst or Baker's like very up against Barstool right now on a lot of different platforms because completely misrepresented him. Uh, and then he commented, still cut the post up, put it on a story and people are still relentlessly coming after Baker. Like that's the best example of fake news. And how all these companies don't give a shit about you and spreading actual quality information, like relevant things. They just want clicks and they want to generate conversation because they get paid on conversation and engagement. And yeah, like the whole comments of Baker's last two or three pictures have just been like, keep Daniel Jones's mouth 
out of your keep Daniel Jones out of your dirty mouth and stuff like that. And it's like, look at this. Like, look at do your due diligence, do your research, and just be like, hey, he didn't say this, right? Yeah. Like, no, I know. how? Why is it that hard? That's you know, complete, complete dishonesty. Right yeah, there. it's messed up. It's messed up. Uh, but yeah, I am gonna sleep on Daniel Jones. I don't think he's gonna do anything this year. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, I also agree with you. <laughs> but it would be it would be cool to see him actually like throw Eli out of New York. Which mm-hmm. yeah, the only way that's gonna happen is if Eli gets hurt. Right. Yeah, they aren't gonna just yeah. I, I completely agree. Because I'm rooting for the kid, especially after all the scrutiny this off season. Like mm-hmm. I. I'm I'm very much rooting for the kid because it it would be cool to see him like show everyone down and especially because he's from Duke and Spike mm-hmm. is a lover of everyone Duke. Mm-hmm. Grayson Allen is the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. Miles Plumley. Miles Plumley. Well, on that note, you guys <laughs> yeah. have anything else to add? No, I think we should get done because Spikey wants to move into his household. That would be that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, if you guys don't have anything else to add. I think that was a, this was a good a good talk, and like I said, this is three straight episodes in three straight weeks. We're on, we're on a tear, guys. We should Woo-hoo. be really. Proud of ourselves. I think it's because we're enjoying talking to each other. I, th- rather I think than we are setting it's things been, up. It's been less of less of work, um, because we spent more time doing the outline than we did actually talking, and, and, that, and that probably shouldn't be. Um, obviously, we should plan things, but I'm liking the way this is rolling, and hopefully, everybody else is. So, on behalf of the entire VHP squad, keep those thoughts alive. Thank you.